Welcome to the Inner Glow Podcast. My name is Stefanka and I am a clinical hypnotherapist, coach, healer and women's mentor. Each episode is designed to help you feel empowered, confident, radiant and to help you create the life of your dreams. I help women to overcome their fears, insecurities and anxieties so that they no longer feel like their life is on hold. I believe that it's time for you to step back into your power. I combine hypnotherapy, coaching, mindset work with the energetics, which I believe is the perfect blend for a modern day woman who desires to glow from within. Are you ready to shift your life to the next level? If yes, then you are in the right place. Let's get into it. Hello, gorgeous souls, and welcome back to the Inner Glow podcast. If you are new here, welcome. My name is Stefanka. I am your host. And this is one of those days again when I'm honestly sat in front of my laptop and I have got a couple of things that need to be done today. I really desire to get, get these tasks off my list. I've got it in front of me. And of course, in that moment when I'm like, typing really hard and I'm working and thinking an inspiration for a podcast episode just had to come through and I don't want to lose it I don't want to lose the energy because once you know what exactly I'll be talking about you'll know that I'm literally just in the energy of it and I'm processing and going through this lesson myself and I really want to come on here and share it with you because it beautifully accompanies a topic which I have been planning on to talk about here for a while. So it is it is a beautiful blend of two topics and they literally just go well together and I feel maybe I was meant to wait until this very moment. So I have got um, a real current present experience that I can share with you. So I want to talk to you about healing our inner teenager. You can see it as as like similar to the inner child healing. And then I want to talk about confidence, self-esteem and identity work. And I'm going to share with you why this is currently so important to me. Is because I have just had a haircut. I have very short hair right now and it's not something I wanted and the same applies to the color so if you check out the banner or the cover for this podcast I had blonde hair they were like medium length and I loved my hair (laughs) I really did and I I loved being blonde I'm not gonna lie I always felt that it is something which really suits me and I felt like I stand out with blonde hair. Uh, I felt it really goes well. I don't know, like with everything. Honestly, it has been just part of my identity. And this experience of getting a haircut that is way shorter than I wanted it to be. And the color just is not what I ask for. Um, what I would like... And it, it just happened and, you know, it's, it's a really long story which I don't really want to go into because I feel like I'm leaving that behind and I'm really, um, and I'm really focusing on integrating this lesson and it has 
indeed offered many lessons and I have been contemplate, contemplating on why it affected me so much, why it made me so upset and then I had a slight bold moment and I'm, I knew like I had to come on here and share it with you because I feel maybe this is an aspect of the emotional healing that we sometimes overlook and it is connected to healing of the inner teenager and before I start the actual like sharing of what of this breakthrough and how you yourself can start working on this I want to share um, a little bit about the inner teenager because that is honestly a topic that has been coming up for me a lot and I would say right now is the 13th of February 2022 and I'll have to be honest with you like January has been a month in my coaching business when a lot of my clients had almost like inner child things come up or inner teenager things come up, a lot of it. Uh, in hypnosis, you know, they would take themselves to moments when something needed to heal. Also, um, also just in the conversations we were having, like the kind of emotional problems um, and the kind of wounding that was coming up or they were dealing with a current problem and I'm like, hmm, like is there a pattern? Is, does it remind you of anything? And we you know when we ask those questions and we reflect and we hold the energy, like sometimes the most random things come up which you have not thought of for years on. And I had it, you know, with almost all of my clients throughout January. It was very interesting and I've noticed that it was a pattern. And obviously it was some kind of a month of, of collective healing. And with one client in particular, she literally said, look, these are the things I I haven't thought of since it happened. Like I didn't even think about this moment and now it's coming up and it's, you know, shining light on why I'm repeating this pattern in my life. And these moments are just so uplifting in a way. They feel very freeing and this has been happening, you know, on, on so many occasions. And then I attended a session with one of my coaches and guess what the topic was in that group session? In a child, in a teenager healing and I got full body chills because I'm like hmm that's so interesting seeing that my own mentor had this come up or the women on the call you know my my fellow colleagues if you like my fellow therapy coaching soul sisters they they've been experiencing the same so I really felt like especially the inner teenager isn't thought of very often and there is a lot of wounding, a lot of um, emotional hurts and misunderstandings that have occurred when we were teenagers. And it is a very sensitive time in our life. And I find that sometimes we make fun out of it or adults. I remember definitely growing up and I heard adults laughing at like teenagers and they're going through puberty and and it's all funny. And, you know, I my heart would always ache for let's say, you know, young men, boys, you know, uh, growing and their voice starts changing and, you know, people would make fun out of it and I would always, you know, find it so 
painful if someone laughed at them because it's simply part of the process or it is a moment when we we are almost like emotionally vulnerable because there can be the thing that sometimes we rebel against our parents because we don't feel listened to, understood, we don't feel supported, we feel like our parents are letting us down. There is often the want of feeling disappointed for the first time like or feeling like, oh my God, I thought this parent, my my parent was this perfect person, they did everything for me when I was a child and all of a sudden like I can see their humanness and sometimes this can be almost like the wake-up call and we realize like they are humans too you know they are not just these gods um, that looked after us because that's in a way how we perceive them as children when you think about it they are the people or not just your parents but also caregivers you know whoever was your caregiver they are people who have the answers they give us food they um, look after us when you know we are upset they often help us and soothe us and so on so we see them almost like these gods and and then as we grow and as we are growing and getting older like there will be moments inevitably when we have this shock that they are humans they make mistakes they say things that are not right and so on and and sometimes what can happen if you know there is some kind of, I don't really want to say abuse, but if there is like some em emotional emotional disturbances, maybe that's the word I could use, we choose different ways of dealing with it. Some, some children, some teenagers will rebel against their parents, other ones will um, turn to people-pleasing and they will try to fulfill and make their parents happy and so on. And there, there are just different ways of responding to that. But the inner teenager, when you think about it, goes through a lot. It is when the body is changing. It is when um, all of these feelings and emotions are coming up to the surface. We experience moodiness, our moods change. There might be the first moments of when we fall in love with someone and um, it could be like, I know for me, it was really hard to like, like myself, to like my appearance, because, um, you know, during the times when I was growing up, you know, all you saw in magazines were extremely skinny women. It was this one prototype. They had clear skin um, and I had freckles all over my body. I felt that it was really ugly. I um, needed to wear glasses. Later on, I started wearing lenses, but um, contacts, I mean, <laughs> um, and I wasn't happy with my hair. <laughs> and this is where these two topics connect. <laughs> you know, my current hair situation reminded me or helped me remember something which I was going through as a teenager. So um, I was really upset. So I got my hair done on Thursday. I was up till one o'clock on Thursday crying my eyes out. I felt like I look completely different and it sounds ridiculous now, but I honestly felt like like it wasn't me. I'm like, people won't recognize me. <laughs> I was telling this to one of my clients this morning. She was laughing her head off. She was like, 
it's still you. I can recognize you even if you had black hair or completely different hair. It was funny, but in that moment it felt so serious. I felt like, oh my god, I honestly think people won't know it's me and this dark hair and this extremely short hair like I've never had it before and I honestly felt like I lost part of my identity and I realized how much my hair was attached even to my business. I was thinking like, people won't know. Like if I take a selfie now, people won't realize it's me. So it was interesting to observe and today, you know, today is Sunday and the emotions are not high anymore. I feel like I'm also getting used to it because that's the lesson, isn't it? It's like with the new glasses uh, we get prescribed, it takes some time for us to get used to it. And the same, you know, applies to my current situation. On Friday, I still didn't feel like it was me. The reflection in the mirror was me. It took me a couple of days for me to used to it. And now I'm learning to love it. I'm learning to like it. I'm embracing it. I'm no longer like just, just telling, like just telling horrible stories about my hair to myself. And and I was sitting down and I was thinking, how come this was like so painful? Because of course the hair will grow back and I can have it long again. That's not the issue. It will take patience, of course it will. But why is it that in that moment I felt like my confidence was gone? I felt like it wasn't me and it felt really painful. It's so weird, like so many emotions came up to the surface for me. And I couldn't tell, you know, when the emotions are high, it's sometimes really hard for us to analyze it. This is why I always say, you know, taking a step back, giving yourself the time and space to process it before like analyzing it and thinking about things. And today when like the emotion is no longer there, like things fell in place. I realized why my hair has been such a big deal to me. And I remembered that it comes down back to the inner teenager healing because when I was a teenager, um, my hair wasn't just really good. I had um, hormonal problems as well at one point and I was anemic, extremely anemic and we didn't know about it for some time. We just thought I'm just really tired and um, and then when like the doctor saw my results, he was like shocked. He said that was unbelievable that like I can even get up in the morning that I had such bad results and in that year when it happened, I lost a lot of my hair, but like a lot. It was so scary. I would wake up with so much hair on my pillow and it wasn't that only me or my parents were noticing it. I would get like teachers, like take me to the side and saying, oh, Stepanka, I've noticed, you know, during the session, like loads of your hair like fell out and you had it on your t-shirt and and everywhere. And so I would literally get like even people asking me so you can imagine that I was you know probably losing quite um quite a lot of hair and um you know it grew back eventually but I in the meantime like when these health problems were happening and I didn't feel confident as like many teenagers don't feel confident right so um I also like got my hair done and it just didn't go really well I 
I remember like getting this haircut and it was awful. It was really bad. <laughs> and I had the same thing. You know, the the color was actually very similar. It's so interesting and I only realized today. I remember going to this place and, and it was actually like I saved up my pocket money for that and my parents gave me money on top because it was an expensive place. It's not where you would see like teenagers getting their hair done. Um, so I was really proud going to this posh place as a teenager, just thinking, oh my God, it's going to be an incredible experience. And I remember that my hair got chopped off really badly and it was like weird and like layered on one side and straight on the other. I was told it was some kind of a new style and the color was very similar to actually what I got right now. And back then I was just like, really panicking. I thought my whole life fell apart and my hair was falling out and that haircut made it so much more visible. So much more visible and I remember wanting just to have my blonde hair back. Didn't want this color. I don't know why I even agreed to that to be honest. Back then like yeah I'm sure this the hairdresser showed me the colors. Um, and I just felt like there was no confidence left in me. And people would like pick on me, that people didn't really like it, it was a weird hairstyle as well. And my hair was just one of my biggest insecurities. Not only because I lost it and I had messed up um messed up haircut, then I tried getting it blonde and it didn't really go well. Like there was always something with my hair going. And because I have naturally very fine hair. It's very soft, very fine. Um, and it uh, it's it's not the kind of hair like my sister. She has got bushy, strong, dark, thick hair. And there's loads of them. I never had that. Even when my hair wasn't falling out, like I didn't have like loads strong hair either. So it always felt like it was a one of my weaknesses, um, an insecurity. And I don't think I ever healed it. I just managed to grow my hair in the end. I um, I found this one place which I really trusted and I would drive there like it wasn't even in my town. It was in a different city and I would go to this place. It costed me like my all my pocket money as a teenager. Like I would be saving up for it uh, for months. Go to this really up-class place. Um, it's still one of the best hair salons in Prague and I felt good there. They would always do a really good job and from their point onwards like my hair was doing well and probably this year or you know last year I felt my hair was the best it's ever been. I felt really confident, loved it, I thought it really suited me and then of course this thing happened and I feel and I not feel I know for sure that my emotional reaction to it was like that was the reaction of that inner teenager my confidence is completely different than it was when I was a teenager. And I am really secure in my body now. I had episodes in my life when I felt unconfident when it came to my body. I did a bit of dieting. I, you know, really thought like I was um, just too big, too fat and everything. Like I've gone through all of these things. But that's not the case right now. And I am confident usually regardless of what I'm wearing and I just feel good in my skin. I love my body. I am really proud of how far I've got and 
And it was interesting to see how come, like, was my confidence attached to my hair? Like, it really made me think on Thursday. However, now it's making sense. It's almost like closing of that circle of when my inner teenager was really hurt and felt like an outsider. I felt like I didn't belong. I really wanted to fit in. I really wanted to have beautiful, strong hair like you know, the girls in my class, like my mom, like my sister, because they both have amazing hair. Um, and they also have dark hair. I always have very fine and light hair as well. So I, you know, my hair is completely different and it makes sense. And it's, it's a good thing that we are all different. So when I realized that this is happening, I sat down and I, I started sending love to my inner teenager. I um, wrote down, you know, the things I wish I knew when I was a teenager. And I even visualized that I am traveling back in time in a meditation. And I traveled back in time to a moment that just stood out. A moment I felt like that's when my inner teenager needed this wisdom. And when she felt really broken with the hair with her skin which I had really problematic skin emotions all over the place felt like I didn't belong was putting so much pressure on myself at school really wanted to make my parents proud wanted to make my te uh, teachers proud and it was a very confusing time in my life and and I just sat there with her and I visualized that I was just sharing this wisdom I have now with my inner teenager and giving her that love and helping her to feel understood, to feel seen and supported. And I really feel that, yes, it's important to focus on inner child healing, but inner teenager, our inner teenager also needs the support because sometimes it was a highly confusing time in our life when so many insecurities and misunderstandings and all of that could have been happening and I definitely know that it was a difficult time. Of course, there were so many cool things, but uh, for me personally, I also like, you know, started going out and started like drinking and trying to be cool and all that stuff as well. And I do remember there were so many nights when I would be like coming back home on a weekend um, after a night out and um, I was just so upset. I just deep down I felt like this is not what I'm meant to be doing in life. I don't even enjoy getting drunk. It's fun in the moment maybe, but as soon as I get drunk or tipsy, like I I actually feel upset. I often felt like crying and I would, you know, sometimes walk back home alone because I'm like, I, I can't even deal with those things. So there was so much confusion <laughs> happening in my head and my soul obviously wasn't happy. I wasn't happy, but I didn't really know there could be a different way. And uh, yeah, so this is my reminder for you today to check in with yourself. You know, does your inner teenager need more love? Are there any wounds, emotional hurts that your emotional teenager experienced and she hasn't made peace with it yet? And sometimes when I work with my clients, I know it will be about sexual experiences that didn't go really well. And it was a painful, emotionally painful experience that still haunts them. 
or it could have been decisions they made. It could have been the relationships, the dynamics they experienced in their home, in their household. It could be that the parents were not actually present for them or they were arguing and they were too busy with each other. Or it could be that school, high school was a really tough time for you. Or perhaps you were bullied at school. You know, that's another big thing. And I wasn't really bullied at school by classmates a lot. That's like never truly happened. But I, I had a teacher on, well, on not on only one occasion, on a few occasions, you were like really picking on me, blaming me for things I didn't do. And it was such, such a painful moment, such a painful realization. So this is my invitation for you today. Get in touch with your inner teenager. Give them love. Share words of wisdom with them that they didn't know back then. Maybe even visualize um, visiting, traveling back in time and speaking to your teenager and giving them the advice they needed, giving them the love, reassuring them that everything worked out even better than they had imagined. And this might sound simple, but it does a lot. I, I do this technique in, in some shape or form, often in hypnosis with my clients, and I know it's always so powerful. And something which I recently shared with one of my clients, something I haven't thought about for a while, is when I was qualifying in Angelic Reiki, I believe it might have been level three and four, not, yeah, I think so. We were uh, learning about how to send healing and Reiki towards um, different moments in our life and often the past moments. And I, I did that. I remember I was really committed after that workshop and I would take some time out of my day and I would be sending Reiki healing and emotional support and all of that to past moments that were really difficult. Perhaps, you know, a time when I was a teenager and something really painful happened and so on. And I found it so healing. But you don't have to be a Reiki teacher, a Reiki practitioner to do that. You can do it just with your love, with um, the wisdom you have now because you are more wise than you were back then or you didn't have that. Or perhaps now you have a support in your life and things are different. And you can, yeah, so you can definitely do this technique in your own way. So right now, I am actually really grateful for what happened with my hair because I have guided myself through it and I gave myself the support and I realized that actually, yes, in some ways, I kept attaching my confidence and my worthiness and the way people perceive me to my hair. And this inner teenager within me almost had like a full-on tantrum <laughs> when it happened because it felt painful and I was doubting myself. I was doubting the way I look. I was doubting, you know, whether people will like me and these silly things because it's, after all, it is just there. Of course, I have got the right to be upset, but I also recognized, you know, that this is a pattern, this is a wounding that's coming up and I got to remind myself that actually, you know, regardless of the way I look, 
regardless of what I wear, regardless whether I wear makeup or not, like the confidence, the true confidence comes from within. If it's all based just on the way we look, that's circumstantial confidence, that's circumstantial power. That's not the inner true power. So yes, as always, I wanted to reframe my experience and I wanted to find a lesson within it and I felt inspired to share it with you. So if you have listened to this, I know it's a rather unusual episode. I would love to hear your feedback actually because it felt quite personal this episode as well but I also don't want to hold back. I really want to be open and I know that you know most of you do really appreciate it when I share things like this. So I would love to hear whether you've had any takeaways, whether um, something has come up for you as well. And maybe you might want to take five, ten minutes out of your day to day and reflect on on your inner teenager and maybe get in touch with her and speak to her and see what comes up. And I would love to hear about it. So if you enjoy this episode, please share it on your social media, um, tag me in your Instagram stories, comment on my profile or in my Facebook group when I share this episode and if if you think it was helpful you can share it with your friends as well. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for listening and I'll see you in the next episode. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please feel free to leave me a five-star iTunes review, follow my podcast on Spotify, share it on your Instagram stories, or recommend this podcast to your friends. If you would like to receive more free content on feminine empowerment, radiance, and inner glow, then make sure you join my Facebook community called New Earth Women. It is filled with beautiful rituals, live trainings, emotional freedom, tapping sessions, meditations, and more. The link is the description box. You can also follow me on Instagram at New Earth Woman. And if you are interested in working with me, then check out the description box for all the links. Thank you.